This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Oh, bless God for His grace in the house this morning. Let's read something from John chapter 11. John 11, John chapter 11. I want to read from verse um, 40. This is Jesus talking to, um, is it Martha now or Mary? Martha. And he said, Jesus said to her in verse 40, he said, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shalt see the glory of God. Hallelujah. Everybody say the glory of God. So Jesus said this as he was about to call Lazarus to come out of the grave. So when he said, roll away the stone, the sister said, Lord, by now he would have started smelling because he had been buried for about three days. So the sister said, no, no. Jesus said, didn't I tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. So how do we see the glory of God, we see the glory of God when we believe. Is that right? Now, the question is, believe what? Something happened during the week that called my attention to this that we are about to, or what I'm about to speak on this morning, both first and second service. And it is what blocks people from walking by faith, which is wrong perception of God. And that's why doctrines are very important in the house of God, that when a person gets born again, they be built on the right doctrine, which includes knowing who God is, knowing who the devil is. Can you imagine that I was trying to pray for somebody and the person actually thought that because she did something a while ago, many years back, that must be the reason why she is not receiving from God. Ah, I remember um, when I was growing up, I think I was in secondary school, then they told us a story. And the story touched me then also, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. There was a guy, and when he was about 16 or 17, for some reasons, Something got hold of him and he began to have sex with their dog at home. So he went for a meeting. And at that meeting, a preacher was speaking. And he thought about unpardonable sin. And when he finished the message, the guy was so, uh, so messed up. The guilt was too much. But then he stopped by outside just to speak with a speaker. And he said, so I want to ask you a question. I need to open up now. So I've been having sex with our dog. Is that an unpardonable sin? And the guy said, yes. That you cannot make heaven, no matter what you do. Now, the guy ended up in an asylum. Because they thought of the fact that I'm lost for eternity, kept haunting him. Now, what you believe is very important. And it's very important that what you believe should be rooted, should be found, should be something that has the word of God as his foundation. 
When you want to fast for three days over one problem, is there something in the Bible? Now, I fast a lot, but I'm just saying, is there something? Are you doing it because it is God's doctrine? Or because you've heard people say, when you have a problem, you fast? If it is men's words, there's no guarantee of an answer from heaven. God is only committed to what originates from him. Are you following me? The reason why this is important is that whatever looks like what is working around, people follow. And that way, along the line, you are going to get into trouble. If you are always following what is loud and common. So many Christians don't know why they do what they do. There are many of you ladies listening to me now. You are not covering your head. Not because you know from the Bible why you are not covering your head. But because you are in a church where they don't cover head. What if I'm deceiving you? That not, there's nothing wrong with covering your head. And on the judgment day. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's, it's, I'm just saying. This is it's painful. That people don't know from the word of God. They just do what they suppose every other person is doing. Or they're in the group of people doing it and they think it's okay. And that is dangerous. So, if you believe, you'll see the glory of God. Believe what? I just want to share something briefly with us this morning. So let's read Exodus chapter 33. How to see the glory of God. When you are sick and the power of God manifests in your body, you'll see the glory of God. Every answer that you receive to your prayers is a demonstration of the glory of God. So when Jesus wanted to call Lazarus out, he said, if you believe, but there is something that you must believe. That will help you to be rightly positioned. Hallelujah. So I want to speak this morning about God is good. Say to your neighbor, God is good. It's amazing what a revelation can do in your life. If you have read God's general before, the story of Alexander Dowie, that walked in unusual healing grace. This is what I'm be I believe God. I don't like using what I'm believing. I mean, there's not that I'm believing. You believe or you don't believe. I, this is what I believe that this morning, everyone goes home with a revelation can create a revolution in your life. It changes you completely. Once you see something you've not seen before, everything changes. And God does not change. We change as we see. Are you with me? So, it was Gloria Copeland's book. A woman, Bishop Nebo is always saying that a woman taught me prosperity and I'm not ashamed. It was Gloria Copeland's book that he went away for three days to read. And on the third day, he saw something and he said, he spinned where he was and he said, I can never be poor again. Everybody knows that statement from, but he was broke that time, but he had seen something. Once you see what others don't see, even though that thing is not yet producing results, you are fully persuaded that this is it. When you see it, if it's about health, you can bet your life on it that see, I am fine. Even though the ailments are up, you just know that I have found something. And that is what the word of God does to us. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying this morning? Now, one of those things, every Christian must be fully persuaded that God is good. It sounds simple, but it's amazing that we don't really believe it. 
Hallelujah. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Say it one more time. God is good. Say it again. Tell someone else. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, Exodus 33. I want to read something from verse... Let's start from Ananda verse 18. When Moses said something to God, he said, I beseech thee. Where we read in John, now the Bible says, if you believe, thou shalt see the glory of God. And I said, believe what? So Moses said, and he said, I beseech thee, show me your glory. He was, <laughs> you know, Moses placed, played smart on God. You know, he just quickly chipping that request. Because before God was angry, that the people were still naked and was going to do something about them. And Moses said, you know what? If you are not taking us to the promised land, kill me now. Because he knew God wouldn't kill him. You know, it's amazing how people ask God to kill them. Elijah did the same thing. He went to 40 days fasting, climbed my camel. And when, when he got to the top of the mountain, he said, Lord, Mount Horeb. He said, Lord, you see, I am tired. I'm not better than my father. Kill me now. But he just ran away from Jezebel. Who really wanted to kill him? Anybody announcing that I'm going to kill myself is not ready to die. Those who really want to commit suicide will not tell anybody. If I wait for anybody to leave the house and they do something funny. So when the boy said that, you know what, I will kill myself. They are looking for sympathy. Show me your glory. And the next one. And he said, now, what did Moses ask for? Everybody say glory. Then Lord said that I will make my goodness to pass before thee. Stop. What I just want to share with us this morning. You cannot see the glory of God without first of all seeing the goodness of God. Only those who have the revelation of his goodness will see his glory. Oh, this is why miracles happen a lot on crusade grounds than in regular services. And many times, they happen to chronic unbelievers and people with very bad records. Can I tell you what he talking about? He said there was a time in the night he was almost accusing God of partiality. There were faithful people in his church when he was pastoring who had all kinds of ailments on their bodies. And they'll be having service and one sinner will just walk in, one girl as her body started just walking, and a word of another will come and they will get healed. And it was, Lord, 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 wait, wait, wait. I know me so, so, and this man, they'll be so faithful in the church. Because the word of God, the goodness of God is towards whosoever believeth, not necessarily towards the faithful. Faith and faithfulness are not the same thing. Are you hearing me? So, when the wall of Jericho crashed, there were many innocent babies that died. Is that right? Many gentle sinners who never cheated anybody died, but a prostitute made it. Whosoever. But this revelation will position you always to always receive. God is good. Just begin to let this go inside you. So Moses said to God, I want to see your glory. God said, no, we cannot bypass the process. See, my glory is not the problem. But I, will, I have to show you my goodness. When you see my goodness, you will see my glory. Alexander Dowie, first person died in their church, second person, third person, he said there was, there, was a, there was a kind of something close to Ebola that happened then, where it was around the, I mean, Chicago at that time. Uh, no, I, I don't think he had moved then. I think he was still in he was Australia. He was still in Australia then. And he was wondering, in a particular week, he had attended about 10 barriers of members of his church. And all along, he thought it was God taking them. 
I have seen this in the prayers of people. Many times, when a Christian is supposed to command an evil spirit to leave you alone, you are praying to God to do something about it. There are two things God will never do. He will never do what he has done, and he will never do what he has you to do. Hallelujah. This is very important. He cannot do again what he has done. He has died and he has put the devil in his place. So we exercise authority. And when this is not understood, we start praying where we should command. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When it comes to a Christian and devil, it's common in Europe, but when I was growing, I used to pray all along by we. He will not do it. The Bible says, resist the devil. God told you to do something. You are telling him to help you do it. And he will flee from you. It is you he's trying to harass, not God. So God has no business rebuking him. But he has told you what to do. He said, in my name, they shall cast out what? Who will do the casting? That's all. So God won't. But when this is not on, that's why it's important to be rightly taught. Oh, anytime I ask people to start praying. People are praying, Lord, I pray against the force of that. Lord, you don't call Lord when you are praying. You only call the name of Jesus. The right way to combat force of darkness is to say in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you. That is the only language they understand. When you call God on them, no. You can call God to empower you. He has already done that anyway. You can call God to spiritually energize you. You can call God to give you revelation. You can call God to give you, you can call... But you cannot call on God against the devil. You know, this is against what many people believe. Only that they will not find any example in the Bible. The apostles confronted evil spirit. Come out. They say, God, help us rebook. Because I give unto you authority to tread upon serpent and scorpion. Say amen. amen. And over all the powers of the enemies. What is God's part? His part is this. Whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound. So heaven will wait. You start the equation. They complete it. So when you bind on earth, they, bound, they bind in heaven. When you don't bind on earth, they don't bind. They will not start. That's what I need to know. Exactly. Praise the Lord. I hope everybody's getting what I'm saying this morning. See, we need to study very well along this line. That might be grounded in understanding of our spiritual inheritance in Christ. So, <laughs> God said to Moses that the first thing is to see my goodness. So that day, after the, about the 10th post, Alexander will open his Bible, and this is why, if you don't understand this, you will get angry with God. So he was angry. Now, why are you allowing them to die? And you know what? Out of anger, he took his Bible and he threw it against the floor. I forget about this thing. Because, I mean, he just... But God in his mercy, when he threw the Bible, that the Bible opened to Acts chapter 10, verse 34. What is there? The devil is very wicked. He blocks people's way and he makes them think it is God blocking them. God, oh, hope we get there. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation. The spirit of God does not condemn. It is not possible for an error for a sin committed by a Christian before getting born again to affect him now that he's born again. If a Christian was a heavy smoker and he has tuberculosis, now that he's born again, he should command that thing. He has right to be healed. Can I hear amen? amen. 
If a lady has done all kinds of abortion and she's in Christ right now, she has right to be healed. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, even if a Christian does something wrong, there is provision in Christ. Once you turn to the Lord, forgiveness is abundantly available. What people usually say is that when you teach people like this, won't you let them go and sin? There is no Christian, no real Christian, who wants to go and sin because you know that there is forgiveness for you. But the idea of the fact that we are already forgiven, we set you free from the guilt of sin. Because Satan needs that guilt to hold you down. I get what I'm saying. This is very important. Those who truly understand this, they live right. Because the power of sin is in holding people down. Once you are afraid of sin, you will go into it. Once you know that it has been taken away, you will live above it. I get what I'm saying. This is very, very important. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, I don't know whether they will. I, I believe that if somebody told me about somebody, a situation in a lady's body, you know, I believe, I told her that I would like to see the post. Very serious matter, really. And I told her, I'd like to see the post after this, uh, this service. Second service. And I said, I believe the person will be healed. Amen. What pained me was that, I mean, just in this same Ikeja, she's been to about two, three places, and they began to tell her, you know, you'll fall so a seed before the pastor can even pray for you. And praying over water and selling the body of Christ is because people don't understand what I'm sharing with you right now. Freely we receive. Freely we give. Any place where they ask people to give before they can be prayed for, it is very obvious that the Spirit of God is not present there. The apostle could have started with the Holy Ghost. He has turned to Balaam. And so many Christians don't know. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Once conditions are put before you, there is a problem. Jesus healed them first. Then he told them, I'll go and say no more. But he healed them first. Are there situations where God can tell you to get rid of something? Yeah, it's possible. But I'm just saying that you just have to understand the right doctrine. And it's getting more serious in Nigeria that people get their understanding. They just have to. Hallelujah. Amen. So when it comes to there was time I was fasting for days without repeating. Moment like that, I like wishing that I should dream and eat him. Because I can propose not to eat for two, three days, four days. And if I'm fasting like that, I want you to bring food for me. In my dream, I will eat it. Just let it be food I like. When people complain that they are eating in the dream and they are dying for me, I want to eat in my dream. It has never been an issue. I've dreamed many times and I saw somebody bringing food. I hate it. I like dreams of eating. Just let it be what I like. Hallelujah. <laughs> you see, many times, somebody came to me like 10 years ago. A lady, sister, she just held me and said, we need to pray that I saw you in a pool of blood. She said, I, I dreamt that you died. You know what I told her? What I told her shocked her. I said, I have had that dream many times. But I said to myself in my dream that, ah, I dreamed that I died. She said, I was the one that saw that I died in the dream. So the one that died couldn't have been me. When you see yourself dying in your dream, how did you see yourself dying? Are you two people? I get what I'm saying. Somebody in that dream saw the other person. <laughs> now, I'm not saying don't pray about dreams. I'm just saying that. The knowledge of the world is superior to 
You know why I told her that? Because the Bible, I just stood on, I shall not die, but live to declare. And the word of God is more powerful than my dream. I doubt everything in my life except the word of God. I doubt myself. The only thing I don't doubt is God's word. And other things can pass away. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. You see, when you walk in light, you will not be afraid of darkness. And you don't care how dark it is. Nights are not equally dark. Some days the moon is up, it's a little bright in the night. Some other times, complete darkness. Now, if you want to have a program in the night, our concern will not be, will there be, if you want to have a program outside in the night, our concern will not be, will it be light, will it be very dark tonight or not? Our concern will be that once we have our lodging lights outside, we don't care whether the moon will shine or it will not shine. All that matters is that our lights are intact and our generator is working. Walk in the spirit. And you will not feel the lust of the flesh. Be more concerned about your fellowship with Jesus Christ. Your intimacy with him. And you will not worry about forces of darkness. Are you... I shake people every time. Some things I don't see out. I said, but do you think I don't know at times, I don't feel at times that some are possessed. If you have a spirit and you are trying to harm me by shaking me, I feel so sorry, so, so, so sorry for you. <laughs> but I don't go about hiding my hand. You see, let's... Hallelujah. When the Lord needs to alert us, he will. We've had somebody here before Oh, we come, I've told the story before, and then the person we put to rise in different places in the church. And the Lord showed us who was doing it. He revealed it to three of us at the same time, and all of us missed it. That was the only person I told that, that if you come back here, you are looking for trouble. And you know what? She, they told her to put the rice for a certain number of days. And to think of the fact that I was giving this woman 25,000 every month, it's, it's crazy. The devil is wicked. It won't attack because you are nice. And I did that for more than 11 months. And all she could do was to go to a dance, to be pouring rice, female toilet on the pulpit and everything. So when I told her, they told her she must do it for a number of days. Maybe something will happen if she... So when we told her to leave, I just going to escort her out. She got her friend and she told her friend to come and continue. I was in the office praying and the Lord just... I just came and I met the friend. Walking to the toilet, we tried to say, get, get out of this compound. I said, like, please escort her out. Actually, I said, just leave. Just leave. Don't let me. Just go. If the Lord needs to alert us, one of our parents came one day and he said, Pastor, you notice? Know, he said, after he said, somebody entered the job with her back. I said, sir, if the pastor like, let her enter with her head. He said, you know the meaning? That's okay. I said, I don't care. And enter, the, enter the church with your stomach. Enter the church with your head. <laughs> Greater is it that is in us. Let me just come down, Alexander, do we study. Fortunately, the Bible opens to Acts chapter 10, verse 34. Can you give us? And for the first time, he just noticed. Ah, and this is very important. Everybody say, God is good. He said, verse 38, sorry, 38, verse 38. This is Peter talking about the spirits. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Have you heard this before? 
I believe that God taught me something through that sickness. God doesn't teach you anything through sickness. Because sickness is not from God. This word got Alexander, though it's after burying 10, ten people, he just saw it. Only goes who went about doing good and healing all them oppressed of the devil. I see that word, devil, God bigger. Because everybody in his church was under one oppression or the other and they thought that it was God. Oh, a dear lady once told me what she did before she joined this church. And she felt that maybe because of that God, you think God is like that? I can't even hold anything against my own son. That will make me an irresponsible father. But to think of God doing that, it's absurd. So, he just saw it as oppressed of the devil. And that was true before him. So, there is only one, God does not oppress nobody. There is only one oppressor, and that is Satan. Where you see oppression, it is Satan. It is not God. What happens is this. Wrong step you take can open a door for the enemy to attack you. But the attack is not from God. What you can wonder about is that at times God can stop it, but he might not stop it. But he is not the one doing it. Did you get that? Praise the Lord. Is that understood? And he got up and he said, wow, that thing changes life. Without fasting or prayer, in anger, the next person that was sick in the child was about to die, he went down and he said, Satan, take your hands off this man. And the person got away. And he realized that. So, the person will rebook when we say oppression is Satan. It's not God. God is good. Third John 3. Third John 1 verse 3. Of, let's start from verse 1. I'll close. Let's just read that one. Third John. You know there's 4 John, 2 John, 3 John. Hallelujah. Say it again. God is good. Say it again. God is good. Say one more time that God is good. In the early days of scripture union in Nigeria, of the not... not Train as a body now. I'm saying that the, the revival that they brought, people wanted to get married then, and it, it led to a lot of crisis in many Christian marriages. That's what I said. It's dangerous what we believe. People were told then, if you marry a sister, if you were there that time, if you married a sister that excited you, it was not God. So everybody believed, and I still see that affecting many Christians that they cannot ask God for his will on some matters. Because you've been told that whatever is the will of God, I mean about, about something like that, that if it is the will of God, it will pain you. It is something that you have to be forced to take out of humility. I still made that doctrine when I got born. Sincerely speaking, when I was in university, it was difficult for me to ask God for his will for, for my, a sister. I thought that if I should ask God to show me his will, he would show me one very ugly sister. Because that was the residue of the message in my heart. That whatever is, if you say, God, what is your will where I should stay? He will tell you that, go, 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 my son, go to Bono State. <laughs> if he's going to send you that way, it will give you strength and conviction to know it's God and you will love it. God will never tell you to marry somebody you don't like. Let that sink inside. 
soak it in. Is that okay? It will not tell you to marry somebody. Otherwise, it will put you in bondage. Making you to live with somebody that you are not happy living with. And that's a recipe for disaster. Are you getting what I'm saying? So people have been, so they are afraid to pray about the will of their heavenly father. Because of wrong teachings. So a lot of people married then. They just believed that the one they didn't like was God's will for their life. And they married and they had serious trouble. Oh, so many brothers used us here the Lord to marry sisters then. The ones that were smart among them married good sisters. Even though the lady didn't like them, but they, they used God to marry her. That God said that you are my wife. When the man tells you that, just tell that, well, God didn't say anything to me. Wait till like, he tells me. And while you are waiting, you might see my IV. Where did I be one day? Don't get angry. Only that he has not spoken to me. Did you get that? Praise the Lord. <laughs> they must have. Jesus taught the story of the prodigal son. Just to illustrate this entire point. Every Christian on the face of the earth must remember the story of the prodigal son. If you have, if you harbor any iota of guilt inside you, you are in trouble. I travel a lot going about preaching, and I drive a lot in Lagos in the night. If you are met, which has happened to me once, I've seen guys jumping from downfall. I've said it before on the road, on way to Abekuta in Abekuta. The woman I carry, my parents and she, I mean, she died on the seat there. She opened the door. And those six guys jumped, each one with double barrel. And then for some reason, they entered the bus again and drove away. If you face assault and there is guilt inside you, if you are doing, you are doing the, you are praying for someone and command the spirit to leave, and you are remembering, you are reminding yourself of the mistakes, the errors you have committed, you have lost to the devil. I've seen a film before where a demon was telling somebody, you want to cast me out, you just committed adultery. Adultery is wrong. The Bible talks about it. It is sinful. Now there's adultery going on and there's nothing wrong with sin. Everything is wrong with sin. But <laughs> let's just put that one. But adultery is wrong. But you know what? A demon is not in any position. Ah! Oh my God. It is good to know Bible. A demon is not qualified to tell a Christian that the reason why we not come out is because you are living in sin. It's a wrong teaching. It is wrong to live in sin, but I'm saying that a sinful Christian can cast out demons. Where is that in the Bible? Have you read Acts chapter 3, verse 16? When Peter healed the crippled man by the gates, and the people gathered, if we start from 14, he said, why are you looking at us as if by our own strength or what? Let's read. Next verse. No, where did he start the conversation? That why, why are you looking at us as if by our own strength? Um, verse 12. When Peter saw, he said, you men, why are you marvel? Looking at us as though by our own, what? What's the first word? What's the second word? When you are addressing evil spirits, it's not by your power, it's not by your holiness, it's by the name of Jesus Christ. Is this the word of God? Yes, Otherwise, if demons can tell a Christian because living in Sikaroka, then that contradicts the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why did Jesus say, we will, they will say to me on that day, didn't we cast out demons in your name? And I will say, depart from me, workers of iniquity. 
That means they were living in sin and they were casting out demons. So when you are like that, on the judgment day, you are this, you are dismissed. You understand? But that you cannot do it or not is not true. Did you get that? So Jesus said, so people will stand on that day and say that, didn't we heal in your name? Didn't we cast out? He will tell them that, no, that you are, say, get away from me, you are you workers of iniquity. So that means some workers of iniquity will heal the sick and cast out demons. But when they stand before God, because of their life, it will disqualify them. But that they will not do it is not true. So that nullifies the idea that a Christian, and you've seen it in Christian drama. Oh, the demon is shouting, you, 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 you can't cast me out. You did this yesterday. And people have believed. I'm just saying that. Examine what to believe. Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.